All right, welcome to the conversation on the TYT network. Um, so there's a guy named Dominic Izzo. He was uh, uh, on the police force for 16 years. Uh, he is very right wing, as you're about to see. In fact, he said that the entire left is collectively possessed by Satan. Fun. Uh, and well, not so much, but <laughs> and and then he said very controversial things like, gang, I don't care if you know someone who's died from COVID means absolutely nothing to me. If you leverage someone's death to support the tyranny that has been placed on us, that person was probably better off not being around you anymore anyway. And I'll give you two last ones. He's implied that Michelle Obama is not really a woman. And then he said, I'm all for starting a movement of torching the F out of BLM flags, but that would be a waste of money. So instead I ordered my first Black Lives Matter flag and we'll be vlogging and documenting when I use it to pick up my dog's crap each time he goes. Makes me wish I had a horse now. Okay, so um, you guys ready? Let's talk to Dominic Is. Um, so Dominic, uh, we're gonna get into your former beliefs on QAnon in a second too. But you know that that is, to say the least, massively antagonizing. So let me start with, why do you do it? Why do you say things like that? I number one, I really want to take the time to appreciate and and get your audience a, a, a thank you. I want to thank you for having me on. Um, I love the fact that you still have the ability to know that somebody's going to you know vehemently disagree and oppose your views, but you'll have the discourse with them online. So I, I appreciate that off the bat. Um, I I've said it before. You know, it, what do we used to call it years ago with YouTube videos? A clickbait, where somebody used to wind up posting a title and then it really wasn't the same context. Um, I believe that social media still should be at the stage of where it was when it first came up. Like, you know, the 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 diary, right? Everybody wants to come and put a, a view on what your life is. They want to see what you're thinking. I have no problem putting my first initial impulsive, very catchy, controversial, and polarizing statements out there on two sides of it. Number one, it's because of course it's a thought that's going through my head. But then number two, when somebody like like you, you're reading back quotes and things that I said, and if you ask me questions about them, if I don't have the answers to to statements I've made, then it's it kind of it's it's a little bit disingenuous to why I put it out there in the first place. I want people wondering, hey, why would you say something so controversial? What was your thought process at the time? Have you evolved since then? So I do I'm an external processor. And I love putting my contents out there. You know, Michelle Obama could be a man, or the the thing I said about COVID, 100%. I stand by. I want somebody to sit there and have my words. If they make their blood boil, say, "All right, talk to me about why you think that way," because I think it opens up a fun dialogue. Well, I, I think a lot of people would probably argue about the fun aspect of that dialogue, but let's try to have it anyway. Because Dominic, more than important than anything else, I want to know how you're thinking, right? So, like on Michelle Obama. You know that that's super offensive and obviously not true. So, or do you think it actually is true that she's not actually a female? Uh, no, actually, I honestly, if we're gonna, if we have to go down that, I can't prove that it's not true. Um, do I think it? There are times 100% where I'm, I'll do like every other person out there does who will go down that conspiracy theory route and will look at her like dancing on Ellen or will look at her grabbing her crotch and start to think. I think that 75% of me knows that she's a woman, but I, I fall down the rabbit hole of those kids 
don't look like anything uh, but her and Barack. And we don't have no pictures of her being pregnant and all that. And then the other side of my brain that enjoys entertainment and it does enjoy the controversy and does enjoy stirring the pot will then go down that rabbit hole of going, could she be a man? So it's 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 nothing more than just uh, enjoying the 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 polarizing conversation and and throwing my two cents in. So Dominic, you you get that that's not so much fun for other people. And in fact, that they they think you're nuts. Uh, by the way, I'm probably I'm not probably I am in that category. Like when, when like the Obamas have plenty of pictures of Michelle Obama being pregnant. They just didn't share it with you. Uh, the kids look totally like them. And it's deeply offensive and, and ridiculous to think that that she's not a woman. And and you're saying that based on, I guess, on your perception of how she looks, which then makes it more offensive. Like, and I guess what I'm trying to understand here is put aside the quote unquote disagreement, although there's literally nothing to disagree about. What I'm saying is a fact, but but why? Like what? What drives you to go down that conspiracy rabbit hole in the first place? Like, is it that you can't stand the Obamas? And that's like, because have you ever thought about a conservative woman? Have you ever seen a conservative woman and think, oh no, maybe she's a man? And is it, have you ever seen it, thought about it as a white, about a white woman? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Well, I'll take the totality of certain sides. And if I, if we're gonna go blanket statements, and a lot of times I think conservative women are far more feminine than uh, liberal women. And on the other side of offending somebody, I don't care. You know, I grew up in the 70s. I grew up at a time where you got bullied, you got picked on. I mean, oh God, for every time I had somebody kind of make a comment on the fact that you must have become a cop because you were bullied. Of course, I was pressure tested throughout grammar school, high school, my life. And you either rose to the occasion or you didn't. And I also came from a time where we could joke with people. No, I, I don't care about the Obamas as persons. I really don't. Um, I think enough inflammatory language from that woman's mouth, uh, inciting the race wars that she did throughout her time in the White House. They were they 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 affected me as a cop because every time that the Obamas would say something, and I pulled over somebody who was a person of color, immediately there would be this assumption that because since I'm white, I'm a male, and I'm a police officer, I must be a racist. And it stemmed from the most powerful couple in the world. So. On my aggravation uh, as a human being, I don't—I I have no problem with me being offensive or if my language goes out there and it bothers somebody. I highly doubt Michelle Obama even a knows who I am, gives a, a rat's rear end about what my opinion is, um, and then we can't go back. We can't go back to proving. And again, this is a—it's—it's it's not a, a topic to keep debating because it's ridiculous. But we can't prove that she was pregnant because there was no pictures, and it's that. It's not a it's not a focal conspiracy theory of mine. I just find it in I find it humorous for somebody that I have disdain for, and it's and it's just like Eric Holder. You know, when they go low, we kick them. Now I said it before. The woman irritates me. I can't stand her her rhetoric as far as her views for racism, and you know, it's my way of just kicking back with what little voice I have. Okay, and so. I'm desperately trying not to debate you on that. My point on that is clear, and and we might go back to your to your comments about Black Lives Matter because I think that it's actually really important, and we might debate that. But but you mentioned conspiracy theories and etc. And so you you believed in QAnon for a while too. So I want to explore that. So first, I want to air a small clip from a Vice documentary you were in, and then I want to talk about it. So let's watch that first. 
I'm Christian. I was raised Catholic. When you start looking at what is supposed to be the most righteous organization on the planet, Rome, the Vatican, the Catholic Church, how hard is it to believe then that you flip that side of the coin and there's going to be a darker, more nefarious cabal, if you will, that is operating off of the same aspect? Satanic rituals, drinking children's blood, adrenal chrome. This stuff has been going on. If Q does exist and Q is real, that will make me happy because it will have undeniable proof that Satan exists and you have to acknowledge that Christ exists. Wow, um, but I, that's super interesting on a lot of levels. So, first, let's clarify: you don't believe QAnon anymore. I can't. I'd rather be proven wrong than continue to believe. I'm not a fan of uh, whatever the organization is. I actually, I, I spun. I went from believing the stuff that they put out um, to to now thinking that whoever quote is Q is this generation's Andy Kaufman who is loving what's going on right now. But I have no problem either if it did turn out to be 100% factual. I have no problem you know, having people point at me and say, hey, you, know, you denounced Q, you were wrong. Based on what the concept is, you know, based on the whole uh, you know, uh, child sex trafficking ending of that, if an organization did exist on that level that came out and exposed that, I have no problem being wrong and saying, uh, hey, I apologize for denouncing you. So look. Are there child sex traffickers in the world? Of course there are, right? And and are people opposed to that? I would hope that every decent human being on planet Earth is opposed to that. Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, it doesn't matter. And now, the idea that Democratic leadership was eating the babies and harvesting their brain juice. Do you understand that that sounds like what a lunatic would say? Well, of course, but what, did it just get created out of thin air? Yes, it didn't. Okay, so 100%. we so well we know we know that you know the Catholic Church and I wish that uh, I wish that Vice News had, had edited my full statement or at least my full statement about the Catholic Church, which I don't support. I was raised Italian Catholic, and I think the Catholic Church is one of the most horrific organizations on the planet. Um, child co- covering up rapists for centuries is ridiculous. But we have you have. A, the Catholic Church that goes through the sacrifice, it's a perpetual sacrifice of every Sunday. You eat the blood, you eat the, the body, drink the blood. The satanic church does the same thing. Um, as a cop, we did get exposed to some uh, uh, local, local level satanic rings. So I have a little mini exposure to you know, the, the typical what you would think of, uh, kids dyeing their hair black, uh, looking like Marilyn Manson. Um, but on a massive level, if you if you go back as far as what, 50, 60 years ago? How many, what do we have, Sammy Davis Jr. was an admitted Satanist. Uh, Anton uh, Levine, I believe his name was, ran the Church of Satan. So if the Church, if the church of Satan exists, don't you believe that there could be some traditions that do coincide with their beliefs? No, uh, I think that uh, if there are a very, very, very few number of people that do insane things like cannibalism, <laughs> um, they, do, they are not at all indicative of anything else. Uh, they're not indicative of people who are not religious, and they're certainly not indicative of democratic leadership. So, for example, did Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah. So, did Jeff? Look, did they? A lot of Catholic clergy abuse children. Yes, definitively. That's there's no question about that. You and I agree about that. So, why did they do it? It was because they had unaccountable power. They were no one was allowed to question them. They said that they spoke for God. And and all the powerful people covered up for them. Can you not see Dominic 
that the problem was the lack of accountability that let them run amok. Jeffrey Dahmer uh, it did cannibalism. Jake, right? you just and described you just described the federal government. It's the same that's thing. Not, Unaccountable. That's not at all true. Let's run amok. How is it not true? Are you no. now watching every day online? So Dominic, uh, I I want I didn't want Donald Trump to win. So if the Democrats fully had unaccountable power, then Trump wouldn't have won. And you didn't want Joe Biden to win. If Trump had full unaccountable power, then Biden wouldn't have won. So where are you getting this that that there's unaccountable you kinda, power? You lost and me how are you connecting, connecting it to eating children? You kind of lost me on that one because if Trump did win, he still would have been held accountable and checked by the the House and the Senate. Joe Biden, yeah. we have all we have the House, the Senate, the presidency. We we see right now him on a daily basis. How many executive orders is he up to writing? Yeah, and I'm not. I don't. I will admit when I'm out of my weight class, I won't debate you on politics because I'm not. You're a heavyweight. I'm a lightweight. That being said, if we're looking on a daily basis, I mean, regardless of the the viewpoints, Trump, Biden, you can't be satisfied with the way that the Biden administration is running its office right now in totality. Don't tell me you're a fan. No, no. Uh, no, no, don't tell me that you're a fan of when this pandemic is still out of control. Schools are shut down, businesses are only allowed to operate at 25%. That you're a fan of the fact that Biden is shutting down pipelines. He's potentially gonna send troops back over to the Middle East. He's executive ordering things to death. You can't be happy with the way that this man is actually running the country right now, can you? So, so Dominic, I don't want to get into a political debate with you because I, yes, I, I uh, when it comes to shutting down the oil pipelines, I, I, I absolutely believe in that. Not all of them, well, actually, eventually all of them, but that's a very long debate about renewable energy, how we're going to save the planet, carbon in the atmosphere, etc. That's that's outside of what we're talking about here. Sending troops back to the Middle East. I'm afraid to say I agree with you on anything, but I do. I don't want to send troops back to the Middle East. I don't agree with Biden. But you see, we're having a normal conversation about things that we agree with and disagree with from a Democratic president or Republican president. But but where do you get the eating babies? That's, that's Dominic, we're trying to understand how you think. But actually, I think we're onto something. So I want to explore it a little bit more because you're connecting it back to religion. And and so that's that is interesting. What you said to to Vice was interesting. You were saying, well, if I can prove that Satan is real, it'll prove that Jesus is real. So now for us, I'm I grew up Muslim, but I'm atheist agnostic now, right? So that means no, I don't have the answers to all the spiritual questions in the world, but I don't believe the religions are true. And so to me, when you talk about Satan existing in the world. It sounds ludicrous. Totally like the fields above with the horns and the tail and all this like mythology. It sounds absurd, unbelievable. It's like you're telling me Dumbledore is better than you know the orcs and Lord of the Rings and the orcs are evil and we got to watch out because they're helping. That's, that's what goes on is that people want to dumb down the aspect as they want to make you know Christians look crazy. And I trust me, one of the biggest things that I'm not a fan of is hypocritical Christians. They are some of the worst people out there. I make enemies on both sides. It doesn't matter what I wind up talking about. Um, if we want to talk about horns and all that, you know, read read the Bible. Hate Satan doesn't have horns. He was the most beautiful creature ever created, and he's not something that's disgusting or vile. Um, faith is it, it's it's how we operate in Christianity. I have faith, I can never prove it to you. 
There's not a chance that I'm never gonna insult you or anybody else by forcing my Christian views down your throat. All I can say is that based on my faith, my belief and how I feel that Christ is 100% real, is exists, does exist and he's my king. That being said, what I said in the QAnon interview is, if and if if Q does exist, and here's this this fight for satanic uh, uh, to end satanic rituals, that means that the the zealots out there who are doing these rituals, they do worship Satan. And if they worship Satan, that does validate his uh, his authenticity and his reality. And then any atheist out there or any non-believing Christian out there would have to say, well, if there's a light, there's gotta be a dark. If there's an A, there's gotta be a B. If there's Satan, there has to be a Christ. So that was my full quote that, uh, that Vice didn't put out. Okay, so look, uh, are there wonderful Christians in the world? Of course, most of the Christians in the world are wonderful, like most of the Jews, Muslims, Hindus, and Buddhists, because we're all human beings. And uh, and my hero is a reverend, uh, Reverend Martin Luther King. So I, I'm not trying to insult the the faith of of all religious people, because as I told you, I don't have answers to all the spiritual questions. But when religious people, who I would categorize as fundamentalists, say that they think Satan's real in the world and that it's specific people and then you should take action against them. Well, that gets super dangerous. So Dominic, when you say you're a person of faith, one of the things that makes me worry about that is that then you let go of reason and you say, well, I'm just gonna leave it up to faith. But you need reason to figure out what to put faith in. So if you let go of reason, then people can convince you that Biden and Pelosi eat babies. Are you not worried that that once you let go of logic and reason, that you're vulnerable to believing almost anything? Well, the issue is, is if I let go of logic and reasoning, I would have made one crappy police officer. And I was actually pretty pleased with the legacy that I left behind. It is possible. It is possible to believe in in Christ and God and still operate on this plane. I mean, if your your logic for saying that I just because I wind up having faith that that is makes me null and void of uh, logic and reasoning, well, you know, I guess the counter that is, yeah, here I am. I'm a, a big Christian. I love Jesus, but I'm also one amazing sinner who's got the worst uh, addictions on the planet with some things that go against what the Bible teaches. So it's a struggle on a day. It's a daily struggle. I'm a cherry picker from the Bible. I am a horrible person who winds up sinning like crazy. So it's not like, well, you're faith based. So that means all of a sudden you gotta just sit there and say, hey, Jesus says this, so I'm gonna do this every, I'm gonna go sacrifice my firstborn kid in a rock because that's what they did in the Old Testament. No, you can still operate in this daily world with logic and reasoning. I I don't suspend mine. But what I do is I embrace both sides of it. I'm not I'm not a pragmatist who's just solely focused on you know the laws of this world and this earth because the Bible says that you know hey you focus on what's on this earth you're going to lose your soul. I'm not interested in that. I got to find a balance, and it's a tough struggle on a daily basis. Trust me, the things you're saying don't think that they haven't gone in my head. Don't think that when I post on social media I haven't sat there and thought well you know. You spent almost two decades in law enforcement. You ran for sheriff, you wrote a book on law enforcement. Now you're out there putting these things out there that make you look like a lunatic. They were, again, that's why I post stuff out there to have somebody come in, slide in my DMs and say, wait a minute, you you were, you were based your career on facts and evidence and you're talking about people uh, drinking babies' blood and sacrificing kids. What's your logic? 
I enjoyed having the conversation behind the scenes. I like posting again, like I said, to put out those polarizing statements because it does create a narrative. But if I can't come up with a logic to not convince somebody from my point of view, but have them at least part the ways of saying, hey, I disagree with you, but I can see where you're coming from. That's that's what I care about. Ultimately, that's uh, that's my my view is to be able to create more conversations. So, Dominic, before we run out of time, I got to at least talk about two things as quickly as we can. I'm, we're probably not going to make it, but number one, uh, you did leave Q. So, I just want to clarify for folks: why did you leave uh, the QAnon philosophy? I, I'm not a fan of any organization that seems like that uh, you can't have your own opinion. Um, I did watch somebody, uh, one of the biggest guys who was in QAnon, uh, Dylan Wheeler, who said he wanted to put God first and he was just attacked by the QAnon uh, movement. And I wound up saying, hey, he wants to go and do whatever, please let him go. I got attacked for it. So the right in this aspect is no better than the left when if you can't form your own opinion within a group, that, that's not something I want to be a part of. Okay, well. Look, we've reached the agreement on sanity there. So <laughs> we've made a little bit of progress. So Dominic, one, one last thing, that that comment about the Black Lives Matter flag, it, it bothers me to my core. Uh, can you not see how people would be concerned? This guy was a cop, dealt with African Americans, and that's how disrespectfully he talks about Black Lives Matter. 100% Black Lives Matter, the organization, it's, it's a useless organization. I've served the black community. I have served with the black community and within pride and integrity and you'll never, you'll never find a single complaint about me for any type of racism or, uh, or, or uh, discrimination. Black Lives Matter, I'm still waiting to see what they've done for the black community. This is Chicago, come out here, show me what Black Lives Matter has ever done for, ever done for this city and maybe, maybe I'll start to look at them differently. Yeah, they well they fight for civil rights so that police don't shoot unarmed black people. Um, uh, and no, you can't you can't bring that up to me. I'm sorry, you're never going to have an argument that wins that or that that. You know, now you're stepping into my wheelhouse and you're not going to survive that argument. I'm sorry. All right, unfortunately we're out of time because I I could have that argument for half an hour. I'd I love show to. Stat after to. stat. You can show stats for stats, but I could show you actual reality and the and the logic and the fragment uh, that was with that. All right, uh, Dominic Izzo, thank you for joining us. Uh, but I want to ask you one more question, Dominic. Let's just go for a little bit uh, on that. So, same number of uh, white people and black people smoke pot. Uh, black people get arrested at about four times the rate. Are are you saying that race has nothing to do with that? Oh no, you got to go back to see my logic and my research about why I wound up running for sheriff. 100%. I, I want to go a little bit long, and please edit this where you need it. But uh, the Cook County Sheriff's Department out here in Chicago. Uh, it's the number one jail in the nation, I believe. It houses between nine to 10,000 people. If you look, now this will be my conspiracy theory, right? I can't prove this, but you take a culture and you take, you keep that culture segregated in their own area, right? Uh, 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 public housing, uh, we'll put them on whatever government aid they need. Uh, there's been talk all the way back from the Lyndon Johnson days about introducing welfare to separate the families from, uh, you know, the, from the families. You you have a broken school system. The, the Chicago public school system is abhorrent. I believe in 2016 they had a 67% male uh, black male graduation rate. So now you have uneducated black males who can't get jobs because if you've ever driven down any street that's south of 290 in Chicago, you're gonna to see neighborhoods that are destroyed. Everybody comes to Chicago, where do they go? Michigan Avenue, State Street, the tourist areas. All you need to go is five minutes south with no traffic and you're gonna see a completely different Chicago. Now you flood the areas with gangs and drugs and, and the only thriving business is a liquor store. You now have laws that are created 
This is where I agree with you on the law enforcement. See, cops are put into the academy to just, just to sit there and think that drugs are bad. I am vehemently against the war on drugs. Um, now you have uh, you have all of your probable cause to stop any black kid you want. You throw that black kid in prison. He stays in uh, he stays in the jail for two three weeks. Uh, if he had a job, he lost a job. Now now you wind it. You have to create more jobs in the county system. Because we could talk about what happened with Pat, Governor Pat Quinn and him losing uh, his reelection. And then all of a sudden, your county sheriff going from three uh, directors to 300 good government jobs, and you create programs. You can't create a program like a drug, pro, a drug addiction program and not have bodies in there. So, what do you need? You need bodies in the jail to go through the court systems. Then, court systems assign those kids to wind up going to those drug programs. People are employed. And if I was a manufacturer of toothpaste, soap, Prison uniforms, bed sheets, you name it. What do I want the contract for a prison that holds 100 people? Or do I want the contract for Cook County Sheriff's Department out here in the Chicago area, where I know that those uniforms are gonna get used because they're gonna keep pumping bodies back in there. So the, the biggest problem that everybody looks at is they always think the street cop is the problem. No, you wanna look at systemic racism, you need to go to your courts. You need to look at the deals that the defense attorneys make with the uh, with the state's attorneys. You need to look at your sheriff's department. You need to look at your, your Cook County Board president. It, this, the street cops, as bad as this is, and I saw a very big turn for this back in the, uh, in the late uh, or the early 2000s, is your quality of candidate who's so quick to say yes, sir. And I was one of them in 2000, when you get your first marijuana arrest and you've, you've got an erection the size of a Montana because you stop somebody with weed. It's ridiculous. So what I will agree with you on is that the laws that are in place right now, the cops are enforcing are put 100% on the books designed to keep black people in prison. It's for profit. So do they, I believe that the whites will have a lesser sentences because of the attorneys they have. I believe that blacks wind up going through public defenders. I will tell you firsthand, public defenders are there to make deals, that's it. And the system keeps going and going and going. But the easiest person to throw under the bus will always be the first person they came in contact with, which is the police officer. That was the most ironic thing I've ever heard. And I'm glad we had that conversation. Because what you outlined there is a textbook case for systemic racism and and exactly what progressives say. So like when I talk about police brutality, I say, yeah, we should hold the police accountable 100%. Derek Chauvin needs to be put away for a long time and probably for life, okay? Now, now, having said that, who gave them the orders? Who trained them? Who put them in that neighborhood in the first place? So, and who built this system? And so what, what you're talking about is exactly what, what systemic racism is. And, and it's done by society, it's done by politicians, and it's done by the rules put into place. Uh, and that winds up having the effect of, of crushing uh, black men and women in this country. And, and so there's, the there's tremendous target. irony there. But the do you, Dominic, then the don't you see that, that Black Lives Matter is saying, that's what we're fighting against. No, because we Black, Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter is not Black Lives Matter is going solely at the, the, the they're not going at the problem. They're going at the at the at a sniffle. They're not going at the the virus that's in the body. You don't see Black Lives Matter talking about judges. You don't see Black Lives Matter that's talking about true. the politician. You it's never public. If it in it if there is an example, I will be more than happy to support Black Lives Matter if Black Lives Matter is going behind the scenes, taking on the politicians who are then pressuring lawmakers who are doing who are who are creating this problem. Policing has gone to profit. If you want to solve the problem between the police and the public, 
go back to the Constitution. It's as simple as that. This is the easiest solution on the planet. You want to stop cops from arresting kids for drug offenses? Take away the ability for them to enforce what they need. So stop with the victimless crimes. I know so many people are going to disagree with me and they're going to throw the broken window theory that the kid who's got a, he's, he's, he needs this, the pot in his system is going to eventually break into somebody's home, which I just disagree with. But if you take away some of the victimless crimes and you put cops on that position to sit there and respond when needed, now all of a sudden there's going to be no problem. You're not going to get a black kid running from police because they see a bulge in his pocket and then it's a cell phone. Some cop who who was on the north side of Chicago, and this is another problem. You get some white kid who's always wanted to be a police officer and he grows up thinking that it's the wild west because I'm going to tell you, now he's a suburban cop. We got a lot of the problems that Chicago and Milwaukee chased out. Milwaukee, or excuse me, Chicago does have an air of arrogance. I love Chicago PD, but I also got a big problem with them. That being said, you get those kids who wind up going to the academy, you, you get stories from veteran cops. What does social media do? Social media pumps out on a daily basis that the blacks are animals. All they show are the worst videos of the black community and just nonstop. So now you got some young 21 year old kid who again, 21 year old kids should never be cops. The age should be raised to 30. You want a 21 year old boy showing up to your house to solve a problem? Now he's in the academy on a daily basis thinking that it's gonna be the wild west for him. He's in Chicago, he's got these stories coming from veterans and all he sees online is the black community is out of control and they're violent and where do they put him? On the south side, because young aggressive, yes, sir, I'll take those orders, kids, are the easiest to wind up doing what you want. That's the problem with law enforcement. Take away what their ability is to enforce. The term community policing is redundant. And you go back to the Constitution, you're going to see a massive change. But you know what? There's no money in that. There's no money. The systemic racism, I agree, is there, but it's there on the on the higher level. It's there in the courts, it's there in the politicians. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, and I've said this publicly and they hate it, some cops are just too stupid to realize that they're pawns. If they stood up and said, it's not my job, this is not the oath I swore to, it would be a completely different story. Yeah, well, you know, Dominic, we clearly have massive disagreements. But on the other hand, I find our agreements to be fascinating and ironic. Yes, there is systemic racism. Yes, by the way, Black Lives Matter definitely challenges judges, prosecutors, politicians. In fact, they were not popular in the Democratic Party in the before George Floyd because of how aggressively they challenged Democratic politicians, let alone Republican politicians. But but when you say, hey, we should not imprison people for profit, I, every progressive agrees with that. So the for-profit prisons are insane. It, 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 it makes taking away our freedoms a profit center. And that is not how things should operate in this in a free country. So, um, Bottom line is, with the enormous disagreements we have, it was still a fascinating conversation. And I'm glad that we at least talked it through. And you know how I think, and now I know how you think. So, Dominic Izzo, thank you for joining us. Thank you.